radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. With your favorite hosts, Prime Time. He gets his fantasy football advice from 12-year-olds on TikTok. Micah. I put up so many points. And producer Tony. This is the only mic time I get, buddy, so just sit back, relax, and strap it down. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. Let me ask you this question. Do you like magic? a shitty podcast like 10 minutes into it i would not listen to this hey fellas i love the podcast music created by brian swan welcome everyone to the week 10 recap show fantasy football scoop and swedish poop <laughs> i am tony joined as always by bishop uh we are we are we are missing a, a uh a co-pilot here. Micah is in Serbia. Oh, no, Sweden. Sorry, right? Is, am I correct? Where is he at? Yes, that's why I said Swedish boot. That's right. I bet he wishes he was in Serbia, but he's in Sweden. Um, They probably, probably don't have Chevops in Sweden. Yeah, he's in some weird uh, hotel room with a bunch of Eastern European dudes. Yeah. Probably not fun. Guys named Hans and like uh, Jens, all that, all those weird names, Swedish names. Um, Terrible. Speaking of Europe, I put I made a poll question, and the poll question was: Would you ever attend an NFL game in Europe? Because there's there's all these London games, Bishop. There's Germany games. So, uh, did you vote on the poll? I definitely did, and I definitely said no. Uh, I don't even like watching the games here in America on my couch when they're in other games. I have zero interest in going. Like, if I'm going to go to Europe, I'm going to go look do European stuff, not American stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't go to England to have McDonald's. <laughs> I go there to eat their terrible food, you know? Yeah, so I, five people voted. Uh, three people said no. And two people said yes. I'm kind of curious. I wish I could know who voted for what. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you voted yes, post on the message board why. Yeah. I also voted no. Uh, not only would I not like to go to an NFL game in Europe, I just don't ever want to go to Europe. Um, so I, I don't know if you know about this about me, but I hate traveling. Like, I hate it. I I hate the, the I hate flying on planes. I hate uh you know just like being in a un, unfamiliar place with unfamiliar food. I uh 
I don't like to air travel and like being on a plane for like 18 hours is like my worst like nightmare. You know what I mean? Yeah, that uh, I, I I'm a big fan of traveling, especially like flying. Uh, I was actually upset because I have a, an uncle who lives in Australia and he got married and invited us to the wedding. And I wanted to fly to Australia, but I couldn't go because of work. Uh, but I would have loved it. Like, apparently, it was like a whole day just in the air, oh. stopping to refuel and get to Australia. Yeah. But uh, I like it. Why not? Well, I Seeing like different stuff. I like road trips. Like, I like driving to places. I just don't. I don't like air travel. I just hate it. You know, like I'm always uncomfortable because I'm a fat guy. Uh, and you got to get there ass early, and then you got to wait in the stupid lines, and like. I don't know, just nothing about it is convenient, and I, I hate that about it. I would recommend Lufthansa if you do fly okay. uh, transatlantic because they have a it's a double they have a double decker plane where it's basically the whole top uh, floor, I guess you want to call it, is seats, and the entire bottom row is like walking and bathrooms. Ooh, okay. So like you don't have to stay in your seat. If you want to get up, you can get up and just like go do laps on the bottom floor. It's a, it's a way to pass time to keep your legs uh, fresh. Yeah. that I mean, that sounds awesome, honestly, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just don't like flying. <laughs> I don't blame you. Many don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, scared of airplanes. I just hate the process of getting on the plane, checking your bags, all that bullshit. So... Uh, I don't see any trips to Europe anytime soon for your boy. Um, but we are going to take a little trip, a trip to week 10, where we're going to talk about the games that happened in week 10. And uh, we start, as always, in the Balls Mahoney. And we have Turtles, Iowa Gangbang Thugs versus Micah's Swedish Serbia. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. And uh, Swedish Serbia takes the victory, ninety-one to eighty-five. Um, big game for uh, the Pastronaut, Josh Dobbs, nineteen points for Mike. I don't, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if Kirk Cousins would have would have scored nineteen points against the Saints, Bishop. He would have scored twenty-nine points against the Saints. <laughs> Uh, Micah gets a huge game out of Jameer Gibbs. When when David Montgomery came back, I was expecting the the roles to be flipped here. Uh, But Jameer Gibbs gets two touchdowns, 21 points. Uh, He gets a big game out of Tyler Lockett, which he needed late. Uh, He's got 17 points and a touchdown. And uh, Turtle, his... uh, We all talk about his wide receivers, right? So he's got... He's got Justin Jefferson, who's hurt, and Cooper Cups on a bye. So his only stud really was Amon Ra, who came through with 21. Uh, Nate Dog, Nate Dell, scored a touchdown, 14 points. But he had a really stinker game from Hollywood Brown. Um, only two points. Kyler Murray came back this week, didn't he, Bishop? Yeah, I think this was his first week back. And I think everyone expected him to be, like, rusty throwing the ball. But... If I recall correctly, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I'm pretty sure he had a lot of rushes in that game. And it's easier to get him going than the first week back when he's just running the ball. Yeah, I know their tight end had a big game, but uh, Marquise Brown, only only two points, one catch. And Lamar Jackson, man, 
Um, I I would I would par- I would start to panic uh, if I'm Turtle. So his past three games, Bishop, eight points against the the. Uh, I will start Cleveland Browns defense. Cleveland Browns defense. He scored eleven points against Seattle and nine points against the Cardinals. Only only three touchdowns in the last three games. Like uh, I don't know. Would you would you keep playing this guy? And you didn't mention that they were all home games. So those like he did not even go yes. on the road. Yes. Uh, for those games, uh, yeah, I would definitely be worried. Um, but he still has the uh, that Seattle quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, Geno. Uh, and he's been doing well lately. And now he's got like that that rookie receiver. I don't remember his name. Jackson something Nigba. Uh, careful there, buddy. yeah i know i was getting close i, I danced the line uh <clears throat> anyway yeah he's got like three quality targets and they probably have a tight end that i can't name and uh the running back caught a 64 yard touchdown so uh he's got a lot of weapons there i i would definitely be be playing that seattle quarterback going forward yeah i mean uh if if uh if turtle played geno smith this week he would have won but uh he did not. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's time to panic on, on Lamar Jackson. He's had three stinker games in a row, and uh, I don't know. It's just the, the, the passing game is not electric as we thought it would be, and the rushing isn't great either, so it's not good. So uh, Micah goes to 4, 5, and 1. Turtle goes to 3, and 7 on the year. And we go to the next matchup, which was a good one, and we had K-Wall's robot unicorn attack versus BDI's squad. We'll just, just say that. <laughs> and BDI takes the victory 102 to 100. Um, so this came down to Monday night where BDI had Stefan Diggs. Uh, K-Wall have anybody? Hmm. Did he have somebody in Denver? No, I think he was done. He was done. Yeah, that's right. So BDI just had Stefan Diggs. And Stefan Diggs did not have a great game. Only only four points, three catches. But uh, he did catch one late in that game that put BDI over the hump. So a two-point loss while he scores 100 points for K-Wall. Uh, K-Wall's been running really hot this season. And, uh, you know, everybody catches some bad luck at some point. Right, right Bishop? That's what I've heard so far, yeah. Yeah. Um, not quite a Tonius situation because he lost by mm. two points and not one point on Monday Night Football. <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm sure it hurts just the same. Uh, Dak Prescott had a huge game, 36 points for BDI. Uh, I think this is his second consecutive uh, money player performance. So that's $20 that BDI's made from Dak Prescott in the past two weeks. I don't know. What, what do you think BDI buys with uh, with that 20 bucks? Uh, probably marijuana. Can I say that on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. I guess marijuana. You can say it. It's, it's actually legal in, in Illinois. I don't know if you knew that, but yes. I'm, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely some marijuana. Okay. But he's not buying the, the legal stuff. No, he's not. He's, he's buying that skank weed <sighs> for yeah, sure. He doesn't want to pay taxes on That's marijuana. True. Um, K-Wall had a pretty good game, uh, 32 points from Keenan Allen, two touchdowns, uh, 
<laughs> Your guy, though, Tony Pollard, <laughs> they put 49 points on the Giants, Bishop, and this guy scores three points, no touchdowns. So I... I yeah, mean, that's one of the reasons why I got rid of him. Yeah. Like, the, the usage isn't there, right? Like, last year when he was sharing time, he was getting better production. Right. And now he's like the lone dog, and he's still doing terribly. And even they started bringing in, like, second and third string running backs. There's another, like, the second guy is, like, that really short guy. Yeah. I don't remember his name. And then they brought in a third guy. He had a bunch of carries. Yep. I'm assuming that was just because garbage time, but... Uh, yeah, that's very unfortunate. But um, Mike Evans did well for him in that trade, so I guess he still got it, came up on top. Yeah, Mike Evans, huge game, 18 points with a touchdown. Um, yeah, I think the I think it's time to panic on Mr. Tony Pollard because if he, they scored 49 points on the Cow, on the on the Giants, sorry, and everybody scored but him, like it's 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 actually kind of crazy. Um, so. Like a, a like a normal performance uh, gets K-Wall the victory here, but only three points. Um, so yeah, BDI. I'd rather be lucky than good, and you were definitely lucky this week. So, GGs, bro. And let's go to your matchup here: Nitro versus Giuseppe's Ted Lasso way. Why don't you go ahead and recap this one for me, bud? Yeah, there's a lot to recap here. My team is terrible. Uh, you know, before the season, you draft people based on how you think they're going to do this year. You draft name players with, you know, history of doing well, like uh, Josh Allen, some guy I've heard of before. Uh, yeah, and they all just suck. Like, they're, they're all terrible, and they all decide to be terrible the same week. I play one of the worst teams in our league, Giuseppe's, uh, the Ted Lasso way, so it's what are you going to do? The season sucks, and I'm waiting for it to be over. Um, I don't know. Chris Olave caught a touchdown. I guess that's kind of cool because you guys, Jameis Winston came in for a little bit and looked at him. Hell yeah. So I guess that's hopeful. <laughs> that's about it. Um, Yeah, that Chris Olave touchdown. Like, I think, I think Olave had one catch with Derek Carr, and then Jameis comes in, and then he, like, throws, like, five passes to him immediately. And one of them was for a really sweet touchdown where he toe tapped in the back of the end zone there. Um, it was nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you got a pretty good game out of Tyler Boyd with T Higgins being gone, but your, your running backs really kind of laid a stinker here for you. Uh, Brees hall against Vegas, only five points, which was kind of crazy. Um, did you watch that game on Monday night football? Oh, not at all. Oh, Sunday I, night I am football. a Jets and Raiders fan. Yeah. Uh, and I think I just fell asleep. I, I wanted to stay up for it, but I could not. Well, I think you made the right call because it was a terrible game. Uh, That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And uh, James Comer coming back, only four points, no catches. That's what kind of surprised me. Um, and uh, you, you, did, you did the thing. You played the Chicago Bears defense, and you only got three points. Uh, they were kind of close to losing that game. You almost you almost caught a zero like uh, like like Micah did the week before. Yeah, and I dropped Tampa's defense the week before because I was trying to be smart, and I'm not very smart. So when I do smart things, they don't turn out too smart. Uh, yeah, never pick up the Bears defense and play them unless it's 2006. 
All right, let's say some nice stuff about Giuseppe's squad here. Uh, B. John Robinson, 13 points and a touchdown. Like, are my eyes deceiving me? They finally gave this guy the ball. 22 rushes. Uh, it's amazing. Like, uh, you know, you give your best players the ball and good things happen, Bishop. It's true, but Atlanta still lost that game. So uh, it's one of those things where it's like coaches don't care about stats. They care about the wins. So he's probably looking at that like, I gave him all these touches and we still lost. Maybe I should stop giving him the ball. It's true. And something like that's going to happen stupidly. Yeah. Uh, he got a big game from his Colts defense in uh, in Germany with 14 points. That was a key to victory for Giuseppe. And uh, yeah, uh, not a great week from him, but just, just good enough to beat you. So yeah. Uh, you go on to four, five, and one on the season, and Giuseppe goes to four and six. It's, there's a lot of teams that have similar records, so let's go to another one. Yeah, you're gonna hear this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna let's go to another one, and we have my Polk High versus Matt's team spam, and uh, I did not lose by one point this week. I did not lose at all. I won eighty-three to fifty-three. I beat Matt, uh, no problem here. Uh, it felt good. I'm not going to lie. It, it did feel good to to put a whooping on somebody. Uh, it's been a down year, as as all the listeners have, have noticed, <laughs> week after week. Uh, but uh, TJ Hawkinson, my, uh, Bishop here, 23 points, 11 catches, and a touchdown, and, like, wincing in pain from, like, a rib injury the entire game. Like, at, at several times he ended up coming out of that game. But... Uh, I think he had nine catches in the first half, which is insane for a tight end, you know? Yeah, that new quarterback's doing a lot of good for people in Minnesota, so I would definitely hang on to that guy. Hopefully he's uh, healthy enough to play next week because you might have a stud now. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. like I wanted to get him in my lineup, and that's what kind of made the Devontae Adams cutting a little easier to, to swallow because, I mean, I've been proven right the past two weeks. Uh, I did get a weird game out of the gunshot victim, Brian Robinson Jr. So he, there's two running backs in, in Washington, right, Bishop? There's, there's Brian Robinson and there's Antonio Gibson. Have you, have you heard of either of these men? I, I, I've heard of Antonio Gibson and I've heard of the guy who shot himself. I just didn't recall his name, <laughs> but yeah, that sounds like him. Well, this is the guy. So. So there's two guys, and they have different roles. Usually, Antonio Gibson is like the pass-catching, third-down-back kind of guy. And like the gunshot victim guy is usually the, like the running back who gets the hard yards in between the tackles. But for some reason, they're like Brian Robinson had a great receiving game. He had six catches, 120 yards, and a long touchdown, which, which got him to 20 points on the, on the week, which was very strange but welcomed. And uh, um, I did get a big game out of my kicker, 14 points. I mean, that's like the highest score my kickers scored all season. So I'll take that. Um, and Matt really just didn't have much of an answer. Uh, he played Bryce Young against the Bears on Thursday Night Football. He only got him three points, no touchdown. Uh, that guy is a train wreck. Have you have you watched any of Bryce Young for the Panthers? I did watch that Bears game, and uh, yeah. He made our defense look good. That was one of the reasons why I decided to pick him up because they were playing against that Bryce Young dude. Uh, it didn't work out for me or Bryce Young, so it is what it is. 
yeah, surprisingly, he did not throw an interception, but uh, yeah. uh, no touchdowns either. Um, Rhombus Stevenson in Germany, uh, I guess he found his passport. He got there safe and sound, but no touchdown, only eight points. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess he got a good game out of DK Metcalf, 10 points. Dalton Kincaid, uh, 14 points, but uh, not much else for Matt. Only gets 53 points on the year on the on the week here. So I take a victory here. I go to four, five, and one. Matt also goes to four, five, and one. We have three teams that are four, five, and one, if you can believe it. That's crazy. Oh, wait. No, we have four because Mike is also four, five, and one. I was going to say, there should be one more. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's four teams that are four, five, and one. That is insane. Um, uh, Yeah. So I'll take the victory, and let's go to the next matchup. Where we have Bobby Big Balls in his cocksuckers versus Santino. You can't see me. You can't see me. Lucky Wolf. And uh, I think this has happened every time everybody picks the other guy in Santino's matchup. So we all picked Bob in the predictions. And Santino goes ahead and scores 96 points. Beats Bob by 11. Uh, I guess you can never count out Santino, Bishop. Oh, definitely not. I've I've learned this lesson many years ago. I I lost him this year, so it's it's uh, it's bound to happen. He's, I think he's going to win the Super Bowl this year. Honestly, like there's a good possibility Santino has a chance to win our Super Bowl. Can you imagine that? I've been dreaming about it for 20 years, buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, he gets Brock Brock Purdy back in the lineup with 25 points, three touchdowns. Um. He gets a touchdown out of Jalen Warren and 100 yards, 15 points. Jamar Chase, a little banged up, but it doesn't matter. He gets 17 points. And uh, his Baltimore Ravens defense scores 15. Uh, they ended up losing that game, so I think that's actually like 13, but but still pretty good. Uh, and he, he managed to uh, bench Trevor Lawrence, who had negative three points on the day with three turnovers, Bishop. Yeah, and I also just noticed he's starting here. He's rostering a third uh, quarterback, whoever that guy is in Atlanta. That's not a bad guy to keep around. Uh, I've always been curious about people who hold three quarterbacks on their roster, and Santino with so many, you know, bad running backs on his team. You would think he would want to have an extra one of those to shore, shore up, but I, I can't question anything he does. He's far superior to me. Yeah, uh, actually, Bob, Bob's been screwed over by opposing defenses this season, but he screwed himself with his defense this week. Uh, he he played the Saints, who lost, and they only scored one point, and he had. I will start Cleveland Browns defense on the bench, Bishop. Oh my God! Why would that ever be on a bench? Jeez, seven die for points. a defense like the Cleveland Browns. Oh my God! I I mean I I, I get it. You're thinking that Baltimore is going to whoop on Cleveland, right? But their defense is insanely good. Uh, They ended up getting a a pick six to get them back in that game. Uh, You never, ever, ever bench the Cleveland Browns defense. (laughs) Yeah, and we were just talking about how Lamar was struggling the last few weeks. I would have definitely played the Cleveland Browns defense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bobby Big Balls was pretty pretty hype on Devontae Adams. He uh, 
he wanted people to take a bet with plus one and a half touchdowns, and uh, he got zero touchdowns. So do, do you regret not uh, taking Bob's bet here? Uh, no, I do not regret it uh, as much as he regrets benching the Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, I also noticed, I I just noticed this, he had uh, Chris Godwin and Debo on the bench. Those are pretty good receivers. And he started two tight ends. I mean, granted, George Kittle caught a touchdown. Apparently it was a long one, but like if that was like a fluke play, right? Like, uh, and Mark Andrews had a terrible week. Uh, Yeah, play receivers, sir. Play receivers. (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, Debo, I think, was coming back from an injury, uh, so he was probably a little reluctant there. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, just a pretty good week for Bob, just not good enough to beat Santino. And, then there, and there's no shame in that, as we always know. Mm-hmm. And let's go to the last matchup where we have McLean's Cologne Rocks versus... Worm Friedrich. And his team, Taylor. And Worm takes him down 103 to 79. A pretty good whooping on uh, Cologne Rocks here. Uh, he is powered by CD Lamb, who uh, is the beneficiary of that huge Dak Prescott game and playing the Giants with 31 points, uh, two touchdowns, and four touchdowns from uh, the Chargers quarterback, Justin Herbert. And that was like a shootout, that Detroit and Chargers game. Did you did you catch any of that? I know it was a late game yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I tried to watch as much of that as I could. It was very entertaining. Uh, more games like that would be beneficial for the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the points were flying in that one, that's for sure. Uh, and that was a big game for, for Mr. Mr. Herbert. And... Uh, <laughs> David Montgomery comes back, scored like an 80-yard touchdown uh, in that game for, for 15 points. Wait, wait, wait. Dave, that David Montgomery? Yeah, yeah. David Montgomery. 80 yards. I, 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 if you told me about it, I wouldn't have believed it, but I seen in it. In one run, yep. like, consecu- like one run, he ran 80 yards for a touchdown? Housed it, yes. Housed it. That's amazing. <laughs> I agree. Um... Let's talk about McLean's squad. His uh, Derrick Henry, not very good. Only two points. Uh, I guess the mayonnaise cannon is... uh, (laughs) Somebody left it out. They didn't put it back in the fridge. So you know how mayonnaise gets like a little brown, you know, if you leave it out for too long? I prefer Miracle Whip. (laughs) Uh, Maybe so does Derrick Henry this week because he only got two points. So uh, not much going on there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Deontay Johnson, only one catch for one point. Uh, not very good. Uh, that that Pittsburgh thing is amazing. Like they re- they remind me a lot of like the two thousand five Chicago Bears. Bishop, do you remember those days? I how could I forget? Terrible offense, defense yep. keeps you in the game, uh, and somehow you ended up winning. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Pickett is very Grossman-like with uh, the way he throws the ball. Um, also has small hands. Which I would say Kyle Orton. <laughs> yes, it could be Kyle Orton-like. Uh, and the, the defense is just keeping them in games and winning them games. But uh, offense is just is kind of dog crap right now. So 
Nothing doing for for Cologne Rocks this week. He's going to go to 500 on the season, 5 and 5. And Worm actually goes to 6 and 4. Can you believe the Ditka with these winning records? It's it's blowing my mind. Everything is backwards about this season. Yeah, it's like bizarro world out here. So. All right, let's talk about some cash. <laughs> And at quarterback, we have Dak Prescott for BDI. Straight cash, homie. And that is back-to-back jacks for uh, for Dak for, for some money. At running back, we have Jameer Gibbs for Micah. Straight cash, homie. I'm sure you could buy, like, a lot of things in Sweden for, like, 10 American dollars. Does that sound about... So anymore. No? You don't think so? I think it might be flipped, but I don't know. <laughs> How many Swedish dollars is, is that, I guess, is the question. Like four. <laughs> <laughs> and at running, uh, excuse me, wide receiver, we have Keenan Allen for Kowalski. Straight cash, homie. I think he beat uh, C.D. Lamb by one point for uh, for that $10. So, GG's. Start of the week. And we talked about this a little bit, but this story is just, I think the best thing about the NFL right now, and that's Josh Dobbs for Micah. I'm going to give you start of the week for this. Uh, This guy comes into the – he shows up on, like, Wednesday last week. They put him in the game on Sunday. He doesn't know the play calls. He's never taken a snap from the center. Uh, And, like, the the head coach is literally telling him – not only the play call, but what the actual play is, like while the 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 play clock is ticking down, because like I think I think the coach can talk to the quarterback until it gets to like fifteen seconds in his ear, because um, you know they got the the radios and the helmets and shit. So he does that last week, and then he comes back this week, scores nineteen fantasy points, and he beats a pretty damn good defense in the New Orleans Saints. So I don't know. Josh Dobbs is the uh, is the start of the week, Bishop. Do you agree or disagree? Oh, I'm all for it. Probably next week too. I hope so. Yeah, I hope that I hope that train keeps rolling. I love that kid. So let's talk about the dud. Dud, dud, dud of the week. And this was uh, self-nominated by K Wall, and it goes to Tony Pollard. Uh, we mentioned his struggles. Uh, we mentioned 49 points. On the Giants, everybody seemed to score but him. And, uh, you know, if if he did score, K-Wall would have won this week. So I think that's I think that's a pretty good dud. One lucky bitch. And the benefit of that good fortune was BDI. I mean, he did score 102 points, so it's not, not entirely lucky. But he is pretty damn lucky that uh, that Tony Pollard couldn't get more than three points on the on the on the day. I think I would have made the argument you because you played against our next uh, contestant <laughs> for the world's worst fantasy owner, the worst fantasy football owner of the week. And you are correct. I did win by beating Matt, who was the. Is that the second week in a row for Matt? Oh, let me look this up. No. It might be the eighth week in a row. 
what week is it? Week ten? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Matt only fifty three points. Uh, it was looking real bad for him in the noon games. I think he only had like twenty nine or thirty points after the noon games. Uh, he got some big points from DK Metcalf and Dalton Kincaid to get him to get him to fifty three. It could have been a lot more. It could have been a lot worse, Bishop. So definitely. All right, that's gonna do it. For the week 10 recap show, fantasy football, scoop, and All right, show's over. I'm tired. Scoop and Poop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.